Hey, all you nostalgic student directors. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert, and the other, Kendra, is a 9021 novice. It's me. I'm the novice, and I've seen these episodes <laughs> for the first time. Well, I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 13, Emily, a.k.a. The Pink Pearl. Where are you seeing The Pink Pearl? On Hulu. That's what it says. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know why. Huh. Is there a Pink Pearl that's... somewhere in this? I Hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of talk of ocean life, so maybe maybe there's some some reference in there. That's funny. Both IMDb and CBS listed as Emily. Well, it says Emily, but... and then it says AKA. It literally says the pink pearl. AKA. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, all right. That's what Hulu says. Okay. All right, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on December 1st of 1993. We have a birthday on December 6th. Lindsay Price, Janet, in the later years, turned 17. A few movies of note. Uh, a few back from November. November 24th, Mrs. Doubtfire premiered. Hello! Of course, starring <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> and Sally Field. And Did Sally you like Fields, Mrs. Doubtfire, Kendra? Oh yeah, for sure. Did you know that this is based on a British novel called Madame Doubtfire? No. Which I which I have read, and <laughs> of it's course. it's a very it's a very similar. I mean, it's it's a pretty close adaptation. That the obviously the Mrs. Doubtfire character in the movie is much more patterned on like Robin Williams style. Right. So the, it's a different kind of comedy, but it is a pretty faithful adaptation of that book, which I thought was pretty decent. Do you see how shocked I am that you've read that book? <laughs> <laughs> incredibly shocked i know uh, i was saying that uh it's always stuck in my head because i was spending the night at a friend's house and she asked if i wanted to watch it and so i called my mom and i was like am i allowed to watch this movie and she was like yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so i watched it okay uh also on november 24th we're back a dinosaur story never seen it i uh don't like this movie it scared me when i watched it uh I mean, I wasn't interested in 1993, and my interest has not changed in the intervening years. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of dark. Is it? Is it oh. John Bluth? I yeah, it seems like it is, but I I couldn't say for sure. Well, to the internet, no, not Don Bluth, but it did. There's a bad guy in it, and he just like freaked me out. I don't know. Well, I haven't gone back and watched it again, so I'm sure it's nothing, but. Yeah. when I watched it. Okay. Uh, and on December right. 3rd, A Dangerous Woman, directed by Stephen Gyllenhaal, who I didn't know existed or that he was a director, the father of Jake oh. and Maggie. Uh, I'm learning something who, new, Kendra, right are here. both in this movie. Uh, also seen yes. Deborah Winger and Barbara Hershey. Deborah Winger. I love Deborah Winger. You know, she played Wonder Girl in the old 70s uh um, Wonder Woman show, and of course, uh, you know, Officer and a Gentleman, and many other things. Deborah Winger's been name dropped in the series before when they describe a girl as a Deborah Winger type. Do you remember that? Sure. I don't remember who it was, but I just remember like seeing the girl and being like, "No, that's nothing like Deborah <laughs> Winger." I don't get it. 
I don't get what you're but saying. But they said it, so, so it must be. I know they did. You're right. They did say it. They did say it. Uh, I've never seen this movie. Have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. But now I want to. I like that Jake and Maggie are frequently in movies yeah. together. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's the John and Joan Cusack for a new generation, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> but okay. So who who are the John and Joan Cusack for the current generation? I, I mean, mean the 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 Sprouse twins, right? I mean. But they're not in stuff together. <laughs> Uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Okay, but not, that was like, what, you're 15 right. no, years you're ago right. at this point? Yep, yep, you're right. Uh, okay, and lastly, Tom and Jerry Kids ended on oh, December 4th. Oh, boy. I liked Tom What a time Jerry's. that was. What a time. <laughs> Pup named Scooby-Doo, Flintstone Kids, Muppet Babies. It was a golden age of taking things we liked and saying, well, what if they were babies? Yeah. Well, they continued you know? that with Rugrats by That's true. doing the opposite. By they did, they reversed. Yeah. They reversed they pup named Scooby-Doo Rugrats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Nick, okay. take us beyond the zip code. Oh, my gosh, Kendra. I would love to. Um, now, Kendra, you've not met this character before, but I'm going to mention it anyway. And that's Emma Caulfield. Uh, she's had a long television career, including notable roles like Anya and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, of course, Susan Keats in 90210. Of Kendra, course. you know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. I bring, I bring it up because in 2021, she played the role of the enigmatic Dottie Jones on the Marvel slash Disney Plus series WandaVision. Ah, I've been enjoying yes. WandaVision. Have you? I've been loving it. Yeah. I'm all in. It's, I'm, I'm all I'm in. All in well. Have you the, seen the, the most recent TV episode? Tropes. I have. Yeah. Yes. Me too. You know what? I, I think I sent this to you, but I read this delightful article about how Dick Van Dyke was a consultant on the show because the first episode is heavily influenced by right. the Dick Van Dyke show. And the amount to which he has no idea about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just darling. You know? <laughs> so pure. Because... Because he's just so like, wow, really? That's great. You know, and, and he's like, what kind of movies have you done? And Kevin Feige's like, Avengers Endgame. It's the biggest movie of all time. And <laughs> Dick Van Dyke's like, wow, all time. Good for you. <laughs> I just love it. I just oh, love so it. Cute. So, so anyway, cute. Emma Caulfield, 90210 alum over on uh, WandaVision. So if all you right. haven't seen it yet, check it out. All right. Well, let's uh, look at the synopsis for this week's episode, episode, (laughs) (laughs) Emily, or the Pink Pearl, for some reason. Uh, Brandon and Emily finally say the L word, but their happiness is short-lived when Rosie drops the bomb that Emily is supposed to move to France in three days. Three days! (laughs) Andrea finally comes clean to Dan and goes on a softball date with Yale alum, second-year law student, and bartender, Jesse Vasquez. Elsewhere, Brenda's Brenda's student play has some NSFW content, (laughs) and the whole gang, including the Walshes, decide to attend. (laughs) I was was actually really scared. We'll get there, but... uh... Kendra... I, I mean, I'm, okay, I'm, I, listen, remember a few episodes back when it was the whole Dylan with the gun and Brandon's yeah. breaking in and Dylan's yeah. like, I got a gun. The previews up to that, you know, were like, Dylan is going to blow someone away. <laughs> this episode could not have more have been, you will see a fully naked woman on network primetime television. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. <laughs> Every episode was that shot of Kelly being like, she's going to do it. She's going to take off her clothes, you know, and. <laughs> And like tucking on the dress. Oh my gosh! Well, they really. I was, I was, 
I was worried. They really wanted people to think that. So, All right. Well, let's see yeah. who's living in Beverly Hills. It was the 90s. Tell us who's living in Beverly Hills, Nick. Okay. This was directed by Richard Lang and written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. A lot of recurring players here. Matthew Peretta, Brooke Thies, Mark Damon Espinosa, Robert Lee Shuck, Brandon... T- <laughs> I don't know what I said. Lee Shuck. Lee Shuck. Robert Lee Shuck, Brandon Douglas and Paul Johannesson, Christina Lee, and Dan... Oh, all return is Dan Rubin, Leslie, Jesse, Keith, Mike, Emily Valentine, and John Sears. We also have a little Nat cameo in there where he's chatting with the Walshes. Oh, yeah. I feel like with Nat, they must just like that actor, and they're like, someone go to the peak pit, please. <laughs> this is our last appearance of Melissa Christopher as Rosie O'Toole. Are you going to miss her? Nah. Okay, you'll be fine. All right, I'll it's be, good to I'll know. Okay. New recurring player alert, Kendra oh. Ryan Brown makes his first of many appearances as months. Uh, not much of a role in this episode, um, but I mention him because... This character they revisit all the way up to and including the finale. So who is he? Yeah, exactly. He's just kind of one of the one of the like frat buddies, one of the oh. like you know, okay, good spirited sort of like lunky frat buddies. Um, so yeah, Munts is here to stay. So we'll see him for a total of twenty six episodes over the course of uh, the next six seasons. Good for him. He plays a very similar role uh, with a character named Meat. On Saved by the Bell, the new class. Meet. Meet. And finally, we, need, we have... Yes. We need to get a uh, like an actual alert sound for when we have a new recurring person. I agree. I agree. We should. Finally, we have Christian J. Mioli as Pablo. Now, we've mentioned Pablo a few times here. This is the one and only time that we actually see him, the director of Brenda's play, in which she will be completely naked. <laughs> Yeah, he has many television credits, including NCIS Los Angeles, Desperate Housewives, but is best known for the role of Boz Bishop on Nash Bridges. Kendra, you a big uh, Nash Bridges fan? Oh, yeah. I've seen every episode. And that's we're doing that podcast after we finish. Yeah, with the definitely. Okay, Nash that, <laughs> let's get even nicher with our oh, with our podcast audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, IMDb gave us a couple of song credits for this episode. One called San Francisco Days uh, by Chris Isaac. And another called Let's Hang On, which was written by Bob Crew, Denny Randall, and Sandy Linzer. And it was made popular by uh, The Four Seasons. Oh, okay. So those were somewhere yeah. in this episode. Yeah, I listened to both, fit. and I was like, yes, I see. That they These would, make sense. They okay. would fit in. All right. All right. Should we get into the episode? I think we should, yeah. All right, here we go. Emily, a.k.a. The Pink Pearl. The Pink Pearl. Radar love. (laughs) Radar love. We start at Emily's house. And Mm -hmm. right off the bat, they're in bed together. That's the first scene we get. So uh, clearly, he's not on the couch anymore. No. No, things have escalated. Yeah. She says that he's actually the first guy who slept in that bed. Uh Um, And we learn that he has been there for three... He spent three nights on the couch before... So he's he's been there a while now. Kendra, I just have a quick question for you. Uh, college? Is Brandon not in college? It's summer? Oh, I guess it's, no, it's not. not. It's not summer because, I mean, okay. I guess if he was there for Thanksgiving, because he was there on Thanksgiving. So three days would be like, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But it just seems like the rest of the campus is fully active. You're so right. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. But maybe he's just... I don't know. I mean, they just took 
I thought they just took midterms. Don't you take midterms? No, I guess that's right. I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, so it sort of works out that it's a long Thanksgiving weekend. You know, if you're saying Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you spent the night there. No, so that's I fine. Think he's late coming back. I okay. Think he's missing. So. Yeah, because it just seems like both episodes, nothing is slowed down on campus. Yeah. So, no, I, think I mean, also late. for Brenda's play to be like the Saturday after Thanksgiving, horrible timing. Yeah. Weird. Horrible timing. Very uh, but weird. Anyway. As a director, you... It just seems like Brandon also has responsibilities uh, on campus, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, there's comments about she has a lot of flowers, which leads to her talking about when she was in the rehab center, she used to just take everyone else's flowers because yep. they didn't want them. And yeah. Brandon right. feels bad that he only visited her the one time. He's Or <laughs> he never sent her flowers. He feels guilty about that. Um, and they have a little talk about how she traded recreational drugs for Prozac and she got her life together mm. and uh, yes. and now she's good. Yeah. So, and then she says mm -hmm. dim sum and he has no idea what that yeah. is. So they're gonna. Kendra, can I make a confession here? I don't yes. know what that means. It's food. It's Chinese food. Right. Okay. That's what, that's all a specific, a specific kind. You don't know either. Okay. Listeners, hit us up at uh, Here We Go Pod on Twitter. It is a specific kind of Chinese food. That's all I know. Well, I feel no more informed than I was before, but thank well, you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Next scene is at the Peach Pit. It is Hell Week. Hell Week. Hooray. Yeah. So it's the week that uh, they get to make the pledges do all sorts of ridiculous and awful things yes yeah. basically hey you know what in theater lingo hell week is also the week leading up to the show it is so it kind of works double even for brenda it is yeah they should have named this episode hell week oh yeah that would have been better yeah. yeah you're right um so all the girls are there minus kelly and they are like oh, i don't know if she's gonna show up because of everything that happened at Thanksgiving, but she does. Yeah. And she tells mm -hmm. Brenda that she knows it wasn't her fault. What happened yep. that she, you know, she didn't know that Kelly had invited Dylan over. Right. And she says that she hasn't talked to Dylan since all of that. Uh, and she kind of feels like, uh, there's, it, you know, there's no point. Yeah. yeah it's in, a hopeless case. I think yeah. is Kelly's mindset here, which is, well, I don't know. They're, the place that they're at now is confusing because after Dylan, like, pie in the face with John Sears, they made out and it kind of seems like things were back on. Then, of course, Thanksgiving was frosty AF. And now here we are again where she's like, it's hopeless. Yeah. Brew roller coaster between it those is. two. It is. Yeah. Brenda's first rehearsal for the play is that day. And the girls are saying they're going to come watch the performance. Were they saying they're going to come to our rehearsal or to the performance? Well, I'm confused about it, too, because didn't didn't i don't know it seems like she just it's like the rehearsal and the play the same thing i i don't understand i i don't know it all like happens a, very fast it's like it does it's like the first rehearsal and then a week later they're doing yeah. it so but it can't be a week it can't be a week because brandon's only been gone for three days it's got to be maybe brandon isn't an alternate maybe dimension. maybe time is moving differently for brandon i just yeah. watched crisis on earth x so oh, okay i'm, uh, I'm yes. thinking about different worlds any 90210 alums in that uh no well then stay on topic <laughs> okay sorry uh so they're gonna come watch something they're gonna watch her rehearse or watch the play uh they hey, also bring up you know what i feel bad because now i realize Stephen amell does play a pretty long recurring role in the 90210 cw years does so he really 
Technically, yeah. So does Grant Gustin, actually. Spoiler alert. But what? Yeah. Aw. Yeah, I know. Gustin. So there's so there's several. So your your show did have 90210 alums in it. Nice. So good for My you. My whole for... world is 90210. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> uh, Andrea brings up that she saw Jesse at the Rubens house over Thanksgiving, and the girls yeah. pick up that she seems to be interested in him. Um, hey, you know, when Donna was like, oh, yeah, Jesse, I remember him. And they're like, how did you know? And he was like, oh, he was really polite and introduced himself. I was like, wait, was he also hitting on Donna? Yeah. Was like, he I hitting kinda on thought, everyone? I know. I kind of thought that was going to be a thing for a minute. Where I Andrew also was gonna thought be it like, was going to be a thing. Oh, so that's just like his thing, like chatting with everybody and introducing himself. But no, it was kind of a non-issue. They probably were just like, Donna hasn't spoken in five episodes. So just let her say something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Andrea doesn't know how to break up with Dan. She's never yeah. had to do this before. and Well, she could just ghost him like she did with Jordan Bonner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, uh, she, yeah, she's feeling like it's over. They need to break up. Yep. I don't like this, like, poofy hair, behind the ears, no glasses look. That uh-huh. I just don't like it. Yeah. They can't settle into a look on Andrea. For a, for a minute there, they had it. I think with, like... You know the 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 loud print dresses and nice hair, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we're kind of like we're kind of going back here. Go yeah. back to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next scene is at the keg house. They're making all the pledges do push-ups. That's stupid. I not for a minute would I put up with a pledge week situation. I would just be like, peace out. You know what? I meant to I don't text my cousin. Toxic. Because uh-huh. she was in a sorority, and I wanted oh. to know. Uh, I wanted to know what it, here i'll text her as we're talking let's i would like to know the answer to let's this as well if she uh let's see if she answers me. let's get her on let's get her on the pod <laughs> i'll just hold up the phone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah um so they're uh like oh hazing and he's like hazing is allowed but cruel and uh unusual punishment is not allowed Strictly so prohibited. they're not allowed to go that far no. um they learn that they all week have to do whatever a brother tells them to do and they're going to be assigned each assigned a brother to mm. make their life ridiculous who do you think is going to get assigned to steve i don't Any know guesses? maybe mike no guesses? maybe yeah he and mike have a yeah they have kind of a nice thing so maybe that would work <laughs> so yeah so he's going to be assigned john which uh he's not <laughs> looking forward to Mm-mm. The alphas are having to walk around the student union in robes and cold cream on their face and yeah. uh, caps on their shower caps on their head. Yeah, because it's the 1950s. And, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's embarrassing. They see Dylan and uh, what's her name? What's what's her name? The president? I always forget her name. Oh, Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. Uh, tells Kelly to go kiss Dylan. Yeah. And she tries to get out of it, but they won't let her. They stop until she goes over. And that's actually a pretty lame assignment, you know, like, yeah. oh, now you have to kiss your boyfriend. Yeah. Well, okay. but she they're not dating at the moment. Yeah, but, but yeah, Leslie it didn't is lame. know that. Leslie didn't know when she said it, you yeah. know. It's lame. That's all. Um, so she talks to Dylan and she's like, Can we just do this? And yeah. they... she's like, You're probably still mad at me. I'm definitely still mad at you, but let's just Go for it. They kiss so much. They do. Get He gets cold they cream do. all over his face. It's gross. Yeah, it is gross. It's it is gross. gross. But Kendra, I was fully here for it. And I've been a little, too. I was a little over this relationship. But that cold cream, Chris, cold, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, and I think they were doing a tongue twister while they were, while they were doing the kiss. But I, 
<laughs> but I was in the moment. I was like, yeah, there it is. Yeah. There's that old, there's that's, that old that's chemistry why we're here. That's what we, yeah. that's yes. what we came to see. So, uh, yep. yeah, Dylan says, uh, he's like, I don't know. Colcrane turns me on. Turns him right on. Uh, all right, Andrea's dorm. Dan shows up. He's been calling. She hasn't been answering. He left her a million messages. Ghost. Yep. She's being it's very so standoffish. At, he asks yeah. to come in, and she's like, uh, okay. And then he goes to play the messages on her machine that he yeah. left for her, and we hear a message uh -huh. from Jesse asking yeah. her to come and uh, play softball or baseball. Not even. He's like, he's like, I'm going to play softball. If you want to come watch or something, I'm like, that's a date. That's how you invite a stranger to do something. Okay. <laughs> so Dan hears this and is uh, not happy about it. He says, I am a very fully racist with Dan. comment. Yeah, well, yes. Okay. Yes. You're right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what does he say? Affirmative first, action, equal opportunity. He says, equal opportunity. E what is this? An something. equal opportunity program? And she's like, racist? And he's like, don't call me a Which... racist. <laughs> I feel like that's like the first time that something like that's happened and the other character has responded in an appropriate way. Yeah. So I'll take that as a step in the right direction. So let's just pull out that pie slice of racism for a moment so yeah. we can talk about the dynamic between the two characters as his gun. Because when Dan comes in and she's kind of like brushing him off and he's like, I don't get this. Like, I'm with you, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't she get it either. I mean, too, she strung it out for too long. I don't get why she soured on him so quickly. I just, it's not there. It's not on the page, you know? No, it's not. So I, I, I don't get it. And he says, like, she's like, Jesse's just a friend I met. And he's like, we are together. We are sleeping together. Yeah. Why are you giving other men your phone number? And I'm like, yeah, I, it's a good question, you know? He is, he's not wrong. He's not wrong yeah. about that. So she tells him that she doesn't love him. Uh, Which... I didn't realize that we were at and I love you point with these two. Well, apparently Dan was. He's all in. I think it was pretty lame of her to go to the thing because she knew going into the Thanksgiving thing that she was not in this yeah, relationship. So pretty parents. lame. Yeah. Yes. She That's a step you don't right. take. No, no, it's not. She didn't handle this right. So, yeah, I, he leaves and I wrote, poor Dan? Yeah. Because he does seem I know. like he's got some racist stuff going on there. I was but right also... with him until... Yeah. Well, and that's true. I mean, that's another thing, because we were talking about when when he was suggesting Andrea, like, try for one of the Jewish sororities and stuff. We were kind of wondering that, too, if he was yeah. if he was showing a little like bigotry there as well. So, yeah, I mean, OK. All right. Some red flags on Dan. I think we've uh, we've seen. Yeah, definitely. Next scene is at the Chinese restaurant in San Francisco with Brandon yes. and Emily. They they try some sort of food and Brandon doesn't like it. I yeah. don't know what it was. Rice curd. Rice curd. Rice curd. Sound, doesn't sound good. If you come at me with the word curd and something you're trying to serve me, go away. See, but that's what I thought about cheese Back curds. Away. But they are really, really good. No. I will accept a lemon curd in a pinch, Kendra. <laughs> in a pinch. But that's it. Well, cheese curds, the ones I've tasted pretty delicious you're out of control so brandon then takes this opportunity to run through all the women he's been with yeah he lists them all from the ice skater all the way to the now married woman yes and this this was uh 
I don't know. I thought it was kind of a cold rundown of some of these characters. You know, like he, he mentions racist Brooke and calls her out for being racist. And he's like, Nikki's okay, but I met her on a rebound from an abusive relationship. And then he said, and then I met this girl on the beach and stuff, so fair warning. And he's like, but she was raped at knife point and lives in New York. I know. He I says it like, so casually. What? I was what like, a strange descriptor of Jill. I, I, I don't, I did not understand the point that was trying to be made for putting it that way. But I guess she comes back with maybe you like wounded people. Yeah. There's a play with weird. fire joke in here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what Does it was, but there's a joke about it. She cray. Yeah. Yep. And um, he says, well, maybe I'm the wounded bird and... Maybe I've yeah. never been in love, or I'm afraid of love, or I'm incapable of love. And then she says yeah. that she loves him, and he yeah, reciprocates. Like, I hope not. I hope not, Brandon, because I love you. And boom, I love you too, says Brandon. Yeah, they both love each other. There it is. Do you think? Do you think they both love each other? I think so. Okay. I believe it. Okay. I think they All haven't right. forgotten about each other for sure. That's true. Yep. All right. <laughs> uh, next scene is at play practice. <laughs> the first, as soon as we saw play practice, I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." Yeah. I don't know what's yeah. gonna happen, boy, but that, I, here we go. That uh, that student theater group energy, Kendra, yeah. really took me back. Really took <laughs> me back. Definitely. Uh huh. So, yep. Pablo, let's let just uh, confirm this for me. Pablo is just a student. Just a student. Yes, he's a student he's in the poetry not, class. I thought he's what, like Brenda's age? I mean, they're right. They're both in college together. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they forgot that that's what they established Pablo was because he acts like a talent scout from right. like Hollywood, California. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay. So, yeah, um, it was a little. The play is called The Mask of Melancholy. <laughs> and he's like brenda your role is the key to the whole play yeah so she's reading her lines aloud for everyone and she stops and she's like wait what is this and he's like keep going so she keeps yeah. reading and it turns out that she's going to have to take all of her clothes off that's right yeah he's like and that's when you take your clothes off yeah, and she's she's like, yeah, I can read. I'm not taking my clothes off. I thought her delivery on that was really funny. Mean meanwhile, Fox executives are like, Wednesday night, full frontal nudity on Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero. They're gonna do it. They're gonna show. People. She's taking her clothes off. Uh, so she asked to talk to P Pablo privately, and he gives yeah. her this whole thing about like this is art, and you need to take risks, and yeah. he's acting like he's an adult who's a right had Hollywood experience yeah. or any experience. Yeah. And she's just like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, really? Because if my kid from my poetry class said, Hey, you're going to take your clothes off in this yeah. play. I'd be like, no, Probably not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not I think doing I'm that. And uh, you can't, yeah. yep. <laughs> you can't ask me to do that. Yep. That's, that's going to be a pass. That's going to be a hard pass, Pablo. So yeah, he says only, only in uh, truth can we explore our art. Yeah, and you can't do that clothed. Come on. Come on now. Back at the keg house, they are, no, it's not the keg house. It's the student union. They're marching through the student union, um, mm. the keg pledges. And mm -hmm. 
Steve like can't stop laughing, so John makes him do push-ups and sing the alphabet. Yeah. Um, John is just like you know he's he's riding Steve hard this this whole mm-hmm. week. Sure uh, is. Yeah. And of course Kelly and Donna are there and laughing at Steve. And then yeah. <laughs> Steve, as they're leaving, Steve asks uh, if they have a dress that would fit him. Uh huh. <laughs> Cut to their house and steve is dressed he's got on a dress he's got on yeah. a necklace he's got on a wig he's They're, a full-figured woman Kendra. yeah he's got yeah he's definitely padding yeah. up there as well yep. um <laughs> and uh he's like john has it in for me but i'm not gonna let him win that's right um, i'm not gonna give him the satisfaction yes uh so they have to take a picture of him yeah in this dress so mm-hmm. he's like posing for that and he's really going all in on the posing. Yeah. He's not just standing there. He wants his best side featured. Yes, for sure. He knows how to work the camera, too. <laughs> I'll give him that. He should be a model. He should. All right. In San Francisco, uh, they're walking the streets. They're taking a carriage ride. They're eating Ghirardelli chocolate. They're yeah. looking at Alcatraz. She says no one ever escaped from Alcatraz. Is that true? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I should have looked that up because she said that and I was like, isn't there a famous escape? That's from what Alcatraz? I thought. Hold on. Every when I think of Alcatraz, I think of Parks and Rec when uh Andy and uh you know, the two main characters, they're looking at Alcatraz and he's like, Oh man, I sure would like to break in there and uh what's his name? What's Adam's Ben is like, you know you can take a tour and he's like, Yeah. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> hmm. It's kind of hard to say. But I guess there's sort of a, I guess there's sort of a, uh, an urban legend that three people did escape from Alcatraz and survive. But I think officially the answer is no, no one did. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they're, uh, they're looking at the sea lions. He calls them seals, but she corrects him. They're sea lions. And talking about there was a hurricane. And so all the sea lions kind of live right there now. And she says they don't want to be helped. They uh, they like it here. And Brandon's like, mm-hmm. so do I. He likes it there. Mm-hmm. So then he, he asks, so are you, are, am I transferring to Berkeley or are you coming to California University? Like, he's he's mm-hmm. in it. He's Yeah, he's all in. Yep. And uh, she, she doesn't give him an answer. Yeah. At the keg house, Steve is showing, is this Mitch Meat? Who he's talking to right here? He shows him the picture and then... No, I don't else. think okay. so. Okay. Uh, somebody else, yeah. So he... Months. He, months, <laughs> thank you. He's turning in the picture. Mitch Meat. And, yeah. And uh, the guy says that his next assignment is he has to wear that outfit again. He has to stand in the student union and pass out copies of this picture to everyone. Yeah. And then... You can't get a copy of a Polaroid. <laughs> yeah. Is he, oh, he's going to photocopy them in old school? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, his other assignment is that he has to go steal a Jackie Robinson oh signed baseball from Professor Boy. Randall's office. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as that key drops, I'm like, Steve, you're done. Walk out. Walk out. He can't. He can't pull off a heist. Yeah. I think we've I know. proven that many times. Yeah, we have. So, we have. John walks in and he's like, is there a problem? And he's like, nope, he's going to, he takes the key. He's yeah. going to do it. Yeah. Well, Steve makes, Steve's like, I almost got kicked out of high school for doing something like this. And they're like, yeah, we know, bruh. 
That's why we chose you. <laughs> and he still goes for it. I just, nothing is worth this for me, you know? Yeah. Well, Steve's dumb. We've established that. You, yeah, you're right. But he's a champion of women yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Some, when needed. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, every, every now and then. Next scene is Andrea is with Jesse at the park. Yeah. For softball. I guess she's going to play, we find out later. Yeah, that wasn't clear to me until no. he threw her the uh, mitt. Yeah. Um, so he says, this is a confusing this is a confusing conversation for me. He says, yeah. what's a girl like you doing with a guy like me? Meaning, yeah. what is a nice Jewish girl from Beverly Hills like you doing with a person like me? And right. she's like, I don't know. This feels like something Dan would say. So I'm a little confused about it. Yeah. But she's like, actually, I've been with all sorts of guys. Like, I don't just date Jewish guys. Yeah. And he's like, Even okay. Even Republican. Just... Yeah. 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 Uh he's like just just checking. It was just like I a... think I think his question was more one of class. I because because okay. the only time he's ever met Andrea has been at like fancy ritzy Beverly Hills parties okay. where she was a guest and he was like a staff member. So I think that he's saying like basically why are you associating with the help? That but I think given given Dan's questions and then some of the other dialogue around this, uh, it did sort of seem like, are we are we doing a racist thing here? I, I wasn't really sure, like, what. But I think that's what it was. I think it I was think a status, right. a class thing. But I think they, they should have phrased it differently than how Dan did. I don't know. Yeah, I it, it, was, it confusing. was confusing. But yeah, anyway, was, yeah. we learn that he is a second-year law student. Yeah. And that he went to Yale. Yeah, so where Andrea wanted to like, go. going to be a lawyer. And he, yeah. he's like, well, I didn't want to tell you. I wanted you to like me as the bartender, just, not, just not Jesse as the bartender. a future yeah. lawyer. Yeah. So. Uh, next scene, Emily's house. Brandon bought a toy trolley, which apparently he's always wanted. He's always wanted that. Sure, yeah. Rosie arrives. Emily goes to take a bath and... Which I thought was so weird. Brandon and Emily are like making out. And then Rosie's like, I know you're in there. It's me, Rosie. You know, <laughs> And she comes in and Emily's like, all right, why don't you entertain Brandon while I go take a bath? Like, what? That's yeah. bizarre. It was weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just to get her out of the room, I guess. A bath. But... I guess. Yeah. Dumb. I just didn't come up with a better excuse. And Emily's like, don't tell him about you know what. Yeah. And Rosie proceeds to immediately... There's no yeah. lead up to it. She's like, Listen. not even a pause. <laughs> Sit down, champ. This is what's happening. Uh, tells him that Emily has been accepted to the Cousteau Institute in France for marine yes. biology. So yes, she really very knows few about undergraduates are accepted. Few undergraduates, even fewer Americans. So Emily's got to take this opportunity, and her love for semi-perfect Brandon cannot hold her back from yeah. the sea life of France. Yeah. He, uh, she's like, she's in love with you. That's why she hasn't told you. That's why she's thinking about not going. You need to do something about this. Boy, Brandon is really making up for lost time, having not told the girl that he loved her uh, in the series, because they say I love you 12 times each, at a least, lot. in it's this episode. Lot. Yeah. I... Also kind of want to fact check this because I have feel like Brandon's dropped the L-bomb before. Maybe. You don't think? Maybe. I sort of think I sort of think with the Minnesota girlfriend who came out 
You know, I feel like yeah. it was an I love you there. I don't know. I I feel like we've heard it, but he you says didn't no. Say so it to Nikki? Yeah, I know. I kind of thought the same thing. I don't know. Well, we have right, only his so, word. So this gives Brandon a lot to think about. So the next it does. day, um, he wakes up before her and... Um, Gels his hair. Yeah, he gets all ready. And she wakes up and says that she wants to wake up next to him every day. Rosie immediately arrives with breakfast. I know you're in there! Yeah. And she's like, Brandon, I don't see her packing. Like, you need yep. to do something if you love her. If you love her, you're going to make her Yeah. Know. If you love her, set her free, yep. man. You know? Yep. Poor He's Brandon. like, I haven't done anything. And Rosie's like, that's my point. On campus, Steve is dressed up, handing out his pictures. And, of course, the mm-hmm. gang is – he's, like, standing on a chair in the middle yeah. of the student union. And yeah. the gang is just, like, hanging out on the steps, just, like, laughing at him and picking on him while he's – I uh, feel like, like in a college setting, nobody would care about this. Everybody's, like, laughing and pointing. I just feel like I'd be like, oh, geez, and just, like, walk away. Don't you think? I mean, on campus – Somebody's like dressed up doing something stupid. Wouldn't you just kind of like roll your eyes and keep walking? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that happens all the time. <laughs> you just see people doing stupid things all the time. Once I was uh, I was in this theater group when I was a teenager and they were trying to promote it at a mall. I probably told you the story before, but it reminded me of this situation because they were like, would you go in costume and pass flyers out like at the mall? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so I went and they were like, here's your costume. And it was a Hansel and Gretel costume. And so this other girl was Gretel. The Hansel costume was the most revealing costume I've ever had to wear. It was these super tight, super short, like little like lederhosen shorts. And I'm just like walking around the mall, <laughs> dressed this way, passing out flyers. <laughs> and I was very embarrassed. So maybe I can relate to Steve in that regard. Oh, this kind of goes one time for a play. I had to be a French maid. Yeah. Wear a very, um, I had to wear a very short, like maid outfit. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh-huh. like off the shoulder. It was very short and my parents were in the audience. So I felt like Brenda kind of yeah. in this yeah. episode. Um, so that was fun. One time it in happens. a play, I, uh, came out and I had like, I'd been on stage I had to uh-huh. leave, run around the back of the curtain and come out again like a minute later dressed in a different outfit. So I yeah. was like throwing off my other outfit as I went, went on stage and uh, I had my nightgown that I was wearing tucked into my tights. So you could see uh, wow. You could see the whole backside of me. Wow. Okay. And I was like, maybe nobody noticed, but everyone You're a regular noticed, Brenda, so, I yeah. guess. Yep. So that was fun. Yeah. I, my character died soon after that, so I wasn't on stage for oh, long. Oh, okay. Of embarrassment or unrelated? <laughs> unrelated. She was eaten by a plant. Okay. So. Oh, wow. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so then uh, the gang leaves. He gets them to leave, but then the keg guys come over, start picking on him. Um, and John and the other guy, whose name I can never remember, are talking. And the other guy's like, man, Steve, he's a good guy. He's done everything we've asked him to do. And John's like, no, and he's not going to steal that baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's dumb. He doesn't like. Yep. Him. No, not a fan. Back at Emily's, Brandon is looking at all her sea lion books. Yes. And he's like, listen, 
Rosie told me about the Cousteau Institute. You need to do this. And she's like, well, you can't tell me what to do. And mm-hmm. maybe I'm not ready. And she yeah. says that she doesn't want to go because she loves him. Yep. Yep. So, And he kind of pushes her on it. And she's like, well, maybe I'm just not ready to move across the world. I, I couldn't stand to lose you again and so on. So it is sort of a he's not pushing her that hard either. He's like, no, go. Yeah. Don't stay here with me. No, you go. can do this. Oh, really? Follow your dreams. <laughs> Um, okay, so next scene is on campus. Brent, Brenda and Kelly are eating lunch or something, and yep. she's talking about the play and uh, has her read the script, and Kelly's mm-hmm. like, "Woo, okay, you're going to take yep. your clothes off? And she's like, yep. well, it's not like I'm breaking a law, I think. And, <laughs> and, Isn't uh, she breaking a law? There must be know, some permit No, if it's in a need. play. Hmm, yeah. Um, Dylan then comes over and he's like, oh, I saw the posters for your play. I'll be there. Can't wait. And she's like, you don't have to. And he's like, no, no, Brenda, I will be Mm -hmm. there. And Kelly's like, this will be fun. Kelly's just having lots of fun. I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that my wife and did fact see Luke Perry naked on a stage and when Harry met Sally. That's crazy. What a crazy story. that is. I know. I know. His character was, was eaten by butt, a plant right? shortly after, so it was just his butt. Yeah, it was just his butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's relevant to the topic. It at is. Hand. You're right. You're right. All right. Back in San Francisco, they're walking along the water and talking about France and what if she hates it and what if she loves it. And he says that she's going to regret it if she doesn't go. And so she decides that she is going to go. Yeah. That's it. Maybe he, right maybe he should just go. It is. I mean, maybe he should just go. What does he care? Transfer to some school in France. It's the 90s. You can go anywhere you want. I mean, yeah, it's the 90s. Just go. Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> the sky's the limit in the 90s. Passport, schmassport in the 90s. What's your reason for coming to the country? Uh, no reason. It's the 90s. Woo! <laughs> uh, all right. Quick scene at the Peach Pit with Nat. Mm-hmm. Talking to Jim mm-hmm. and Cindy about, oh, Brandon was always hung up on Emily. Sure loved that Emily Valentine. Yep. Dylan comes in and is like, oh, I'll see you guys at the play. And they're like, oh, is <laughs> it tonight? It. I love it. I understand their shock because their first rehearsal was 20 minutes ago. So it is surprising that the <laughs> play is tonight. very but, surprising. Yep. You know, it's a quick turnaround. Time is money. At the play, uh, David... Not David. Yes. David, Donna, and Kelly are walking in and David's like, What like what even kind of play is this? And... I'm sorry, David is still on this show? Yeah, I know. David Silver. What a second. <laughs> okay. Um, so he said Donna says it's experimental. And he's like, What does that make us? Guinea pigs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, David. Brenda looks out from behind the curtain and sees that her parents are in the audience. Mm-hmm. What will she do? Yeah, and her little mime friend is like, so what? They've seen you naked before. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. All right, quick cut back to Emily's. She's packing, and uh, as they're packing, she finds, or Brandon finds the jersey that she yes. took, really. <laughs> She kind of just no, put it I, on. She put it on and then she got paint on it. I think that's what he brought her when he went to visit her in the hospital on Christmas, though. 
Oh, that's true. It was like a it was like a back and forth. She that's put it on, true. she got paint, she got it cleaned, and then he eventually gave it to her as a present. I and that's forgot. where we've left it. So You're yeah. right. So Thank you. So yeah, and they, you know, they're having a sad moment where they're mm-hmm. kissing, but they're you know, they're leaving yeah. and he promises yep. to write and to call. And is it do we get a time frame? Have we heard like it's a full year or it's three years or it's six months? Know. Do we know? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. All right. Said. Um, and he's like, well, we've got nine hours, so let's get busy yeah. for, for the nine hours we have together. You've been in a doomed long distance relationship, haven't you? Sure. Yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah. Not me. I mean, my wife and I had like a summer apart, but that's, mm. that's about it. It is hard. The distance is hard. It sucks. It yeah. sucks for sure. Yeah. yeah. The long distance one in one of my first relationships i was in new york and he was in los angeles so incredibly mm, long distance far. yeah but the even time, like the time my, yeah even with my husband because he lived in massachusetts and i lived right several places where we were always long yeah. distance for breaks and stuff so yeah yeah mm-hmm. it definitely sucks mm-hmm. And considering the 90s, I mean, it's not like you can just be doing like a video chat like you and I are doing right now. You know, yeah. it's just like boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop. <laughs> All right. Here's your long distance call. That'll be $7 a minute. <laughs> uh, when we moved to Japan, we had to use calling cards to call Oh, yeah. People. I remember those days. Yeah. Yeah. Sucky times. Mm-hmm. All right. Back at the play, it's, it's, it's really just like picture- oh, yeah the most experimental student production you can picture. And you've got the scene here. They're all dressed in black. There's like monk chanting music in the background. It was, it was one Tarim Killam away from being an SNL skit. (laughs) Like that's, that's what this looked like. There was an SNL skit that was kind of like this actually. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah. And uh, Jim leans over to Cindy. He's like, is this just me? Or is this like really awful? <laughs> I loved his delivery on yeah. that. And Cindy's like, oh, Jim. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> Very funny. So I liked it. Brenda, here comes Brenda. She's given this speech. Yeah. And Kelly knows that at the end of it, she's supposed to take her clothes off. And this she starts, the- she's got this yeah. like robe yeah like a big drapey robe this was the thing that was in the commercial kelly being like she's really gonna do it and her like fidgeting with the top of the the thing dylan's face made me he he was ready horrified well he he was like uh, yeah yeah (laughs) he looked very scared yeah uh, as did jim and cindy but then so she takes off the robe and she's got a black dress on there's a little mini dress yeah yeah and here's the thing People laugh right away. And yeah. I, I don't, I call foul on that. Yeah. No, I don't think they would. It's not funny. No, it's not. Well, no, of course not. Um, But then she makes it funny by being okay, like, oh, does I she... gotta, I, let me take it off. And she like does this like whole thing where she's taking off the dress and she gets stuck in the dress. Yeah. Uh, And everyone's laughing. Pablo's backstage. Yeah. He's very upset. Um. And she takes it off, and there's another black dress. She's got another dress on underneath. Yeah. Um. So then she does this whole ad-libbed speech. Yeah. About maybe maybe speech. we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Not good. Very Brenda. It thing. was. Yeah. It was very. It was the stand-up yeah. all She's over like, again. Maybe masks aren't so bad because right. if God wanted us to be naked, yeah. why did He invent sexy lingerie? Yeah. <laughs> Classic, classic. Hilarious. This was uh, the conversation she has with Pablo where he's like, you will do it the same way tomorrow night or whatever, was uh, very reminiscent of Funny Girl. Have you seen the film uh, Funny Girl? Which one's Funny Girl? 
with with Barbara Streisand, where she's Fanny Bryce. No, she's supposed to sing. Um, she's supposed to sing a "Beautiful Reflection," and she comes out with uh, a big in a bride's in a in a wedding gown with a a big pregnant stomach and makes the whole thing a joke. And then afterwards, ah. Ziegfeld yells at her and she's like, "I'll do it right tomorrow." And he like screams at her and then he's like, "Do it the same way, beat for beat, the same scene. Only one was huh. good and one was nine oh two one oh." So. Huh. Well, thank you for telling us that because I had no idea. You're welcome. Yeah, funny girl. Okay, we have two more scenes. One. Yuki Arnstein. <laughs> one with. Uh... Yuki Arnstein. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Steve <laughs> breaks into Randall's office with the key, and oh. of course he immediately gets caught. I mean, he finds the baseball, he grabs the <laughs> yeah. baseball, security yeah. comes yep. in. It's like it's like it, there was a pressure plate underneath of that. This was like Raiders of the Lost Ark situation here. He touches it, and people are there to to throw him in jail. Yep, and we do not see the resolution of that. Uh, so I guess do we'll see that next time. Speaking of Alcatraz, do you remember when Steve changed that uh, letter grade? And they were like, "The FBI <laughs> is in on the Interpol is in on this. We will find this person, the and they will go to the worst by. prison." for life <laughs> and then steve finally admits it and they're like nah no harm no foul you got detention mister <laughs> for the rest of the year <laughs> all right last so scene is in san francisco uh emily a taxi arrives to take emily away and she tells him it wouldn't be fair to make him be faithful the whole time she's gone. So, yes. you know what? He needs to be faithful to himself. Faithful to himself. That's her part. Absolutely. So, I, are they, it seems, I mean, are we doing a long distance thing here? I think with that caveat at the end, I think he's free yeah. to date. It seems like it's more like we kind of will check in when yeah. she's back in the States. Yeah. Speaking of checking in, Brendan Stewart looks like they're looks like they're done yeah donezo correct yes <laughs> they didn't have to break up we'll that's never, all i know we'll never see Stuart again okay we'll so yeah so they do i love yous and kisses and goodbyes he tries to like walk with her to the taxi but she makes him stay at his car yeah. and yeah uh i feel i feel very sad for brandon and emily yeah. but yeah for both sad of them for both of them yep but now emily's got to go and burn down france <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, I have insight about Hell Week from my cousin. Oh my gosh, yes. Would you like to hear? Yeah, which cousin is this? This is my cousin Biff. (laughs) You're telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Not that Biff. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, So she said, I asked uh, if she had a Hell Week for her sorority. She said, ours was super stressful at the time, but in hindsight, so worth it. It was mostly focused on learning all the history of the sorority, the founding members, and learning every detail about your pledge sisters. Basically, mm-hmm. every week for several weeks, we would have to recite the info in front of everyone. The day we actually got taken, they blindfolded us and divided us in cars where they drove around and we had no idea where we were going. They took us to the house and we had to go through a series of challenges. Wow. Um, she says, again, in hindsight, none of it was bad. Okay. Uh, it was more intimidating than anything. I remember uh-huh. them making us take shots with our hands behind our back, um, but it ended up being water. Uh-huh. Um, 
and she said uh, they got they got in their heads more than anything. Plus, they had to study they had to log study hours at the library and do all kinds of stuff. So they basically just didn't sleep. Wow. Um, but she said in other sororities, they had to like strip down to their bra and underwear and have fraternities draw circles around their flawed areas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she, that's what she, she was like. Awful stuff. Um, she said uh, one of her roommates was in another sorority that broke into her room and filled the whole room with glitter. Um, <laughs> she said, I'm talking her clothes, shoes, desk, everything. Um, and she said that was probably the worst thing because they, you know, glitter's the yeah. worst. You can never glitter, get rid of yeah. glitter. You're never going to She get said, it honestly depends on the school you go to. I was at a small college and they were pretty strict about hazing. Um, but the bigger, wow. the bigger schools have much crazier stories, but she picked a sorority that, you know, yeah, she knew wasn't going to be crazy. So, wow. And, but I, I, you go through all that and then the end result is like, you're in a sorority. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. She, I, like I know she, she loved her sorority experience okay. and she's still very close friends with all, wow. with many of her sorority sisters. So, okay. Yeah. Does your, does your cousin Biff hate manure? I mean, who doesn't hate manure? Okay. Well, all right. Just just making sure. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, for that fact check uh, to Kendra and cousin Biff. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what was your nine hundred two one zero snap? Probably the Andrea Jesse scene. I feel like not yeah. Jesse. Sorry, Dan. Dan. The Andrea Dan yes. scene. Like the whole breakup and that whole situation was yeah. just kind of like whoa. That's what I was so I, I give it to that. Okay. All right. Uh, how do you feel the episode is? Uh, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, I think it's fine. I'm kind of, I don't hate this Emily arc in hindsight. I think it was fine. I think it was interesting. It, it did actually seem to move the needle a little bit for Brandon's character because it is the first time that he's had to sort of follow through on a relationship. And while it did kind of end the way all those season one episodes ended, I feel like maybe he just because he, he finally did say I love you and did kind of, he was ready to make a commitment. And I don't think he's really quite been that far along before. So yeah. good character development, I feel like, for Brandon. I don't really know that anybody else got much. Yeah. Yeah, so, especially not Donna and David. No, not Donna and David. No. So, yeah, yeah you know, I think it's fine. I do I do not care. I do not care about the uh, the sorority frat stuff. Yeah. That's my least either. favorite ongoing storyline. Every time it comes up, I'm just like, bah. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And I honestly do not remember it past, like, this. Yeah, maybe, what's currently maybe happening. once they're in, it's just like. I think it I think it just takes a back seat. I, mm-hmm. I think it's like either they're in it or they're not. I don't even remember how it goes. But I don't remember it being a part of the story, like, long term. So, yeah, I guess that's another reason why I'm a little like, all right, let's just get <laughs> back along. to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. But I'm ready to be done with John Sears so much. <laughs> I know. I'm I don't want to see like, his stupid face anymore. Go away. Yeah. Go away. Go away. Yep. Okay. That's how I feel too. Well, Kendra, uh, right here on the Radio Meanwhile Network, you can find me every week in Comic Book Coffee Break, where we talk about uh, the different comic books we've been reading. A lot to talk about this week because the DC app has switched to its new DC Universe Infinite that brings in a lot more stuff and there's a whole I've a whole heard. bunch of changes to that so I've i bet heard. you have yeah. so we'll probably talk a little about that probably talk a little bit more in depth about wandavision 
Uh, and again, you can catch that weekly at RadioMeanwhile.com or right on YouTube. Outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the host of House Things, the podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. Uh, just dropped an interview with Jason Fry. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff Hi. coming up. I've got an interview with uh, Steve Barnes, a pretty legendary sci-fi author. Uh, did early work with uh, Larry Niven and lots of uh, lots of cool stuff there. So find me over on House Things. What about you, Kendra? Where can people find you? Miss Musicbox ninety one online, and I uh, I also host the podcast nine. No, that's this podcast. Nineties music. Is, that's got, this one. 90s music got me like where each week we look at a different song from the nineties. Uh, most recently, mm-hmm. we talked Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Uh, who is Have you ever Wonderwall heard... in this show? Hmm. Would you say Brenda is Dylan's Wonderwall? I don't really know the uh, the lyrics well enough to tell you. Well, I guess you got to listen to the episode then, Nick. I guess I do. Yeah, I guess you're <laughs> right. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I want I want a crossover when we get to the uh, the college years soundtrack because it's yes. all '90s music. Yeah, we. I want to. a two parter. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. Our own right. Crisis on Earth X. Exactly. Minus the Nazis, though. Let's keep none the of those out of it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to uh, deal with Nazis in leadership anymore. Join us next week as we continue our 90210 rewatch with episode 14, Windstruck. 90210, here we go.